It's TechBiter Worldwide with Bill Flynn. The latest on programs and policies, helpful hints, and a bit of occasional nonsense. All in more or less plain English. Podcast number 803 for the 29th of July, 2022. This week, although the cursor may seem unimportant when creating a video to illustrate a computer-based procedure, Camtasia 2022 clearly shows that to be false and includes ways to improve your videos by enhancing the cursor. In short circuits, a heavy-duty cable with two types of USB connectors on each end can replace a lot of standard cables. One version is less than six inches long, the other nearly five feet. Do you use COBOL? Although many people consider it to be an antique, outmoded programming language that's no longer needed, it is still being used by airlines, banks, government agencies, and a lot of big businesses. And 20 years ago, only on the website, even with huge 40 gigabyte drives in our 2002 computers, there was still a need for more storage. The recently released 2022 version of Camtasia, TechSmith's video documentation application, has one improvement that seems hardly worth mentioning until you see it. At that point, it becomes the greatest thing since sliced pastrami. Think about the cursor for a moment. Any video that illustrates a process on a computer will show the screen, either full screen, the application window, or just a part of the application. But where does the important action occur? In many cases, probably most cases, what you want the viewer to see is where the cursor is. But the cursor is small, sometimes hard to find. Camtasia has long had techniques for calling attention to the cursor, but the latest improvement is massive despite its seemingly small effect. Two concepts are in play here. First, Camtasia converts the pixels that make up the cursor to a vector image. Second, the user can then enlarge the cursor to virtually any size and retain smooth edges. The cursor becomes a lot easier for the viewer to find. Seriously, this seems like such a minor change, but wait until you use the technique or until you see the technique in use. There's more, of course. Camtasia 2022 includes a new library with more than 1,000 assets that are categorized to make finding them easier. The library also includes some limited background music. Besides the ability to enlarge the cursor, Camtasia has other new visual effects, such as a blend mode that combines two pieces of media using any of several transparency effects, a spotlight that highlights a section of the video, and on Windows only, the ability to create a sketch of a media asset that simplifies what's on the screen. The sketch function could be used to obscure sensitive or proprietary information, or just to keep the viewer focused on the most important part of the presentation. If you'd like more information about Camtasia 2022's visual effects, you can see the visual effects tutorial on the Camtasia website. And there's, of course, a link from the TechBiter Worldwide website. The startup screen has a new look with immediate access to resources and educational videos, current and recorded webinars, options to start a new project or a new recording, templates for new recordings, and links to completed projects and projects that are still in development. 
The templates are helpful both for new users and those who are already familiar with Camtasia. One problem with applications that provide templates is that often they're static. Users can modify Camtasia templates and save them for future use. To see some of the new templates, check out TechSmith's blog post on templates, and there's a link to that from the TechBiter Worldwide website. Virtually all video production applications have complex export procedures. TechSmith has long had simplified export processes, and Camtasia 2022 expands that capability for Windows users. The export process starts with the most commonly used settings, but experienced users can modify the settings if needed to suit specific needs. In addition to creating an output file on the computer, Exports can also be sent directly to several online streaming services, YouTube, for example, or Vimeo and Screencast, or to Google Drive. And getting started with recordings is much easier. After selecting the new recording option, the user decides whether to include the full screen, and if so, which of the screens that are attached to the computer, or a specific region of the screen, and the recording ratio. The setup screen also provides buttons for enabling or disabling any camera that's attached to the system, any audio input device, and the system audio. Additional configuration settings are provided. When the inputs have all been selected, the user clicks the Start button, and a quick countdown begins to the recording process. When the recording is complete, it opens in the video editor, where the user can include additional media, library items, annotations, and transitions. Behaviors, animations, and cursor effects can also be applied. When the editing process is complete, the user chooses the export operation to prepare the finished video. As a video editor, Camtasia is a lot more basic than Premiere, and therefore it's a lot easier to learn. Still, it's not an application that you can open for the first time and master in a single day. But if you spend some time watching TechSmith's introductory tutorials and a little more time experimenting, you should expect to be able to create basic documentations within a day or two. Those who have experience with other video editors or with an earlier version of Camtasia will make a very quick transition to the 2022 version. And to illustrate some of the effects that can be applied to the cursor, which I think is the big deal with this edition, let's assume that I'd like to show someone how to navigate from the TechBiter Worldwide homepage to the program menu for 2022 and then to open the program for the 24th of June. Now, I can't imagine any real-world situation in which I would need to illustrate something that basic, but bear with me. And by the way, if you check out the TechBiter Worldwide website, you'll see this little 12-second video. After recording the sequence and trimming away the first few seconds and the last few seconds, I had the basic video with a small cursor. So I increased the cursor size to 563%. Why 563? No real reason. When I dragged the size selector to the right and let go of it, it just stuck at 563%, so that's where I left it. Then I applied a cursor smoothing effect to reduce the jerkiness of the cursor movement. The cursor is now huge, maybe too big. Nobody could possibly miss it this way, though. To make the cursor even more obvious, I added a highlight from about the 1.5 second mark to a little past 3 seconds, and once again from 7.25 seconds to 8 seconds. After 8 seconds, when the June 24th program is open, 
I used a custom transition to fade out the cursor, and each time there's a mouse click, I've added a click effect. Now, in real life, all of the effects would be somewhat more subtle, but going overboard makes the effects obvious in this little 12-second demonstration. TechSmith's primary applications are Snagit and Camtasia. There are similarities, and you might be wondering about the use cases for each of the programs. Both Snagit and Camtasia have Windows and Mac OS versions. Buyers may install either application on up to two computers. That can be two Windows computers, two Mac OS computers, or one of each. Both have free trial versions. Snagit can capture and edit basic screen videos in addition to screenshots, but Camtasia is far more capable in that regard, as its $300 price tag suggests when compared to Snagit's $50. TechSmith has a comprehensive comparison of the applications. You'll find a link to that comparison on the TechBiter Worldwide website. Snagit is the right choice if you need to create materials based on screenshots, but it also offers the ability to create simple videos. If you need to create only instructional videos and you want something more advanced than Snagit can handle, Camtasia is the right choice. Camtasia doesn't do screenshots, but it can launch Snagit if you have that. Sometimes animating a series of screen captures is the best way to explain something, and Camtasia does that very well. So the bottom line, five cats for Camtasia. Anybody who creates video documentation needs Camtasia. A software support technician introduced me to Camtasia in 2002. That was not long after TechSmith released version 1.0, and I was impressed. 20 years later, I'm still impressed. If you need to create video documentation, it's unlikely that you'll find a better way to do it. The 2022 version enhances Camtasia for Windows and the Mac OS. You'll find additional details and a 30-day trial download on the TechSmith website. There's a link from the TechBiter Worldwide website, www.techbiter.com. If you find these podcasts useful, and I hope you do, might you consider a donation? There are no ads here, and support from listeners is the sole source of income. It's easy. Just visit the website and click the Donate button near the top of any page. You can make a one-time donation or schedule a repeating donation every month. I thank you. And so does the cat. Short Circuits, Rolling Square is a Swiss company that designs products for manufacture in China. The resulting products are innovative. For example, a cable with two different connectors on each end. There are two versions, the InCharge X and the InCharge X Max. The InCharge X is intended for use with devices that are adjacent to each other because from end to end, including the connectors, the cable is just five and a half inches long. The Max version is 59 inches long. Rolling Square sent me one of each for review. Besides multiple connections, the cables themselves are remarkable. They remind me of ribbon cables with what appears to be reinforced sheaths. They appear to be quite rugged. 
but I haven't done any testing in that regard. One end of each cable has a USB-A connector and a USB-C connector. The other end has a USB-C connector and a micro-USB connector. Micro-USB connectors are used by many Apple devices. USB-C is common on desktop, notebook, and laptop computers, as well as on tablets. And the USB-A connectors are used on many current and legacy devices. So, a single cable can connect USB-A to USB-C, USB-A to micro-USB, USB-C to USB-C, and USB-C to micro-USB. Micro-USB is also called lightning. The cables can be used for data or to power devices. One of the connectors has a magnet, the other has a steel plate. This holds them together, and a single cap fits over both connectors when the cable isn't in use. Rolling Square says it's a company of tech minimalists who have the objective of creating useful products by starting with high-end design, using premium quality materials and manufacturing, and delivering functional products. They seem to have hit the mark with these clever cables. The company is somewhat Apple-centric, but these cables, if they're as rugged as they seem to be, will justify premium prices regardless of what kind of devices you own. If you'd like more information, see the Rolling Square website. There's a link from the TechBiter Worldwide website. COBOL, the common business-oriented language, developed back in the late 1950s and 1960s. Many people have never heard of it, or if they have, think that it's no longer used. But nearly everybody actually does use it, probably more than what even those who know what it is believe. COBOL is probably involved when you deal with a bank, an airline, a large business, or a government agency. Far from being dead or useless, COBOL is very much alive and running. It is true that COBOL applications are no longer written on 80-column punch cards, but some estimates suggest that there are more than 200 trillion active lines of COBOL code. In the early 1970s, I returned to The Ohio State University and enrolled in some introductory computer programming classes. We used Watt4 instead of Fortran and Wattball instead of COBOL. These are variants of the commercial programs developed at the University of Waterloo, about midway between London and Toronto. From this point forward, I'll just refer to them as Fortran and COBOL. FORTRAN stands for Formula Translator. It was intended primarily for numeric computation and scientific computing. Like COBOL, FORTRAN is still in use and has actually gained users in the past few years. The first thing that was obvious to me about COBOL is how clearly organized it was. On the TechBiter Worldwide website, you'll see little sections of code. Here's one. Identification division, period. Next line, program ID, period, hello, period. Next line, procedure division, period. Next line, indented, display, single quotes, hello world, single quote, period. Next line, stop run, period. So note that every line ends with a period. The identification division included the name of the program, which in this case was hello, and this would then be followed by the environment division, the data division, and the procedure division. 
in the extremely simple bit of code that I show on the TechBiter Worldwide website, there is no environment division, and the procedure division is just a single line, an instruction to print hello world. Anybody who's ever studied any programming language has doubtless written a hello world program. At the end of the procedure division, stop run denotes the end of the program. When variables are defined in COBOL, a pick statement is used. Pick is short for picture. One example might be pick followed by the number 9 followed by 6 inside parentheses. 9 limits the values to numbers. You could also have an X that would indicate any kind of character, or you could have an A limits the characters to upper and lower case letters and the space character. That number in parentheses following the value indicates the length of the data element. So you'll see an example where I have num1, num2, and num3. They're all defined as pick 9 parenthesis 6. So numeric values no longer than 6 digits long. And I created a variable called negnum. It has a picture of s9 with 7 in parenthesis and is followed by value hyphen 1000. S indicates a signed value, so it can be negative. It has a maximum length of 7 and an initial value of negative 1000. In the procedure division, you find things like move 10 to num1 or move 0 to num2, num3. What's happening there? Well, num1 receives a value of 10 and both num2 and num3 receive values of 0. If you'd like to see a detailed explanation of the five COBOL code divisions and their various sections, take a look at Tutorial Brain. I have a link to it on the TechBiter Worldwide website. And no discussion of COBOL can exist without mentioning Grace Hopper. Born in 1906, she earned a doctorate in mathematics from Yale in 1930. That's a time when women rarely even went to college. Hopper was a professor at Vassar, but was initially rejected by the U.S. Navy during World War II. Why? She was too old and too small. But the Navy did finally admit her in 1944. When she retired from the Navy in 1986, she held the rank of Rear Admiral. Hopper had been told that computers couldn't be programmed in English because they understood only binary numbers. Well, Hopper didn't like that answer, and she set out to change it with a programming language called Flowmatic in the early 1950s. She was a technical consultant to the Conference on Data Systems Languages in 1959. That conference eventually led to COBOL, and for 10 years, starting in 1967, Hopper was director of the Navy Programming Languages Group. You can read more about her on Wikipedia. And, of course, there is a link from the TechBiter Worldwide website. So my point here is the next time you visit your bank or book an airline ticket, remember Grace Hopper and remember COBOL. You won't need to interact with COBOL when you read 20 years ago on the TechBiter Worldwide website. In 2002, external disk drives were becoming quite popular, and everybody seemed to want one. Thanks for listening to TechBiter Worldwide. I'm Bill Blinn. There's more on the website, techbiter.com, and if you have a question or a comment, use the contact link you'll find there. Stop by again next week for another session.